Well, a new era in Japan starts in May, literally, as the country's current emperor abdicates and his son takes the throne. A university in Tokyo has lost contact with 1,400 of its foreign students since 2016, and it's all a little suspect. Kamakura, a city by the sea in Kanagawa Prefecture, is cracking down on people walking while eating. There's a citywide ordinance coming in. We'll give that one to you to go in a minute. Police have arrested a 52 year old man in Osaka Prefecture after finding he had been keeping the body of his mother in his apartment's bathroom for the past 10 months. And Hooters in Japan is going bust. We'll keep you abreast of that story. All this plus Japan Today readers' comments and commentary, so stick around. Hi, and welcome to Japan This Week, a quick recap of stories we've been following on the Japan Today website. It's March 29th, 2019. I'm Jeff Richards. Thanks for joining us, and let's get right to some of our top headlines. In Japan, every emperor's era has its own name. Called Gengo in Japanese, which is used on official documents, coins, texts, and numerous other official places. The era we're in now is known as Heisei, which means achieving peace, and began when current Emperor Akihito took the throne on January 8, 1989, and will end on April 30th of this year with his abdication. His son, Crown Prince Naruhito, will become emperor on May 1st, beginning a brand new era. The name of the new era will be announced at noon on April 1st. Now, this new name is so secret that government panel members involved in the decision have surrendered their cell phones and are staying sequestered until it is broadcast. In fact, when it's broadcast, it will be a news flash across all of Japanese media exactly when it's announced. City offices and government agencies, which use Gengo in their computer systems and paperwork, have been preparing for months to avoid glitches. Now, it's not quite a Y2K type of glitch where they think airplanes are going to fall out of the sky and banks will stop working, but there is some very anxious anticipation surrounding the name of this new era. Calendar and diary makers, in particular, are waiting to start production for their 2020 products. The era name is more than just a way of counting years for many Japanese. It's a word that captures the national mood of a period. Similar to how historians refer to Britain's Victorian or Edwardian eras, tying the politics and culture of a period to the monarch of the time. It's a way of dividing history, says Jun Ijima, a lawyer who was born the last year of Showa. Showa is the era of Akihito's father, Emperor Hirohito. But in daily life, usage of the Gengo system is slowly declining as Japan integrates more and more with the global economy. A recent Mainichi newspaper survey showed that 34% of people said they used mostly Gengo, 34% said they used both, about the same, but about 25% used just mainly the Western calendar. Japan Today readers are not fans of the Gengo system. Bamboozler calls it a wasteful bureaucratic nightmare. Money in the bank for software companies, the cultural significance is positive, but productivity gain overall for Japan Inc. is negative. And Bertie Wooster says, What's the point about being the only one using Showa, Heisei, etc., when the rest of the planet isn't? Let's face it, it worked for Roman emperors maybe 2,000 years ago, but it's not very practical these days. About time to scrap it. 
Well, I agree. I, I agree with the nostalgia part of it, the Victorian and Edwardian sense of things. Great for historical record, but I don't think it's that great for documents. I'm not Japanese. I can't make the call, but that's just my two cents. What do you think? Visit the story or reach out to us at podcast at japantoday.com. In more national news, the government this week conducted an on-site inspection, basically a raid, at a campus of the Tokyo University of Social Welfare to investigate how it lost contact with approximately 1,400 of its foreign students since the 2016 academic year. The Education Ministry and the Tokyo Regional Immigration Bureau will check how the university manages its foreign student enrollment, and they may cut or not even offer government subsidies if any problems are found, said officials. As of May 1st last year, the university had 5,133 foreign nationals enrolled in its programs, the second largest foreign student body in the country after Waseda University, according to the Japan Student Services Organization. The private university with some 8,000 total students said they reported to the education ministry that most of the 1,400 missing students have already had their enrollments canceled. The Justice Ministry will also consider imposing stricter resident status screenings on foreign students at the university. The school, established in the year 2000 in Isesaki, Gunma Prefecture, has four campuses in three cities, Tokyo, Isesaki, and Nagoya. Japan Today readers have a little insight into this problem. GW says, This uni is clearly aiding and abetting people to enter and work illegally. Simple as that. Lots of schools have been doing this for decades. And Chotobaka calls these types of universities the academic equivalents of bartending schools. They serve no legitimate purpose other than to provide useless degrees while they perform their nefarious illegal immigration scams. Shut this place down. Wow, no holding back there. Uh, yeah, maybe there's some uh, Im- immigration scam going on here, but I- I'm not so sure. Let's wait till all the details come out. But I really don't know how you misplace 1,400 students. <laughs> Well, in other national news, the seaside resort town of Kamakura in Kanagawa Prefecture is one of the most popular day trip destinations for tourists in the Tokyo area. Famous for its dozens of shrines and great Buddha statue, as well as its cozy cafes and shopping district, over 20 million tourists visit the city every year. Many visitors end up strolling down Komachi Street, from the train station all the way down to the ocean and its beaches. On any given day, Komachi Street is filled with people walking along as they enjoy sweets, such as crepes and ice cream, traditional Japanese confections and crackers, dumplings coated in syrup or sweet fritters, as well as savory items like croquettes, skewered treats featuring local seafood, and more. Some tour guides and tourism sites even mention Komachi Street as the recommended place for enjoying Tabe Aruki, which literally means eating while walking. However, Kamakura City has been receiving a growing number of complaints from its residents about getting their clothes stained with food or dumpling syrup when brushing past tourists. So the city council has passed an ordinance, a city-wide ruling seeking an improvement of manners, including showing self-restraint when it comes to eating on the go in places that are crowded with tourists. The ordinance also covers behavior such as unsafe photo shooting, you know, in the middle of the street or on the railroad tracks, commonsensically, and cutting off bamboo stalks or other plants to take home as souvenirs. 
The reactions to the ordinance on social media were mixed, as were the reactions of Japan Today readers. Black Flag Citizen points out, Kamakura is a popular tourist spot and the local businesses rely on tourist traffic to maintain their businesses. Local residents are benefiting from the tourist revenue supporting their city. They can't have their cake and eat it too. If you don't like the inconvenience caused by tourists, then stay away from where tourists go. Ost Paul says, Part and parcel of living in a tourist area, really. Just take care when walking and get the city to install more rubbish bins. Yes, I agree with that. Japan has a serious lack of trash bins, whether it's in the train stations or just out and about. A lot of them are now missing from convenience stores as well, too. At least on the outside, you have to go inside now to get rid of some of the trash you've probably purchased from said convenience store. But I digress. And Tokyo M adds, people see food for sale on the street, buy it, but then can find nowhere to sit and enjoy it. So of course they walk and eat. The solution is to provide some benches. Voila! I also agree with this one. Japan hates people sitting in the cities and towns. No public benches anywhere. You know, I agree with all of these comments so much. And also, a lot of these people probably complaining are also people that run businesses in the city that make a lot of money off of tourists purchasing food from their shops. So put some benches out, put some trash bins out, stop complaining and everybody will get along just fine. But that's just my two cents. What do you think? Leave us a comment or visit us at podcast at japantoday.com. Well, here we are. We're at that point in the show where we bring you our weirdo story of the week, and this one comes out of the crime section. Police in Izumi, Osaka Prefecture, have arrested a 52-year-old unemployed man after the body of his mother was found in the bathroom of their home. According to police, the man told them his 76-year-old mother had died last August. He was quoted by the police as saying one day he called out to her while she was in bed and she was not responsive. When he realized she was dead, he said he didn't know what to do, so he placed her body in the bathroom and there she stayed. Now, the man had been living alone with his mother. However, his aunt contacted police after not being able to contact her sister for some time. That's when police visited the home and found the body. Japan Today reader Vince Black comments, He didn't know what to do. Betty sure knew how to collect her pension. While Sensei258 asks, How many of these middle-aged unemployed losers are depending on their parents? Yeah, it's quite a strange phenomenon here in Japan, at least it it seems to me. Part of me thinks there's a bit of a scam here, perhaps collecting their pension. In fact, that has been the case in many of these stories. But there's also the matter of perhaps not having enough money to deal with funeral services and stuff like that, cremation. There's also the hanging on to the memory type of thing. I don't know, but it seems very strange that we get one of these stories every other week here in Japan. At any rate, it's kind of creepy. Could you imagine? Well, finally, let's keep you abreast of some business news in Japan. And this one is concerning the restaurant chain Hooters. In many ways, Hooters seems like a concept that would work extremely well here in Japan. This is, after all, a nation that itself has produced some startling innovations in breast-related dining, such as the busty waitress ramen joint in Akihabara. The Hooters chain has opened a total of seven locations in Japan since arriving in the country in 2005. However, on March 25th, the company that manages Hooters Japanese restaurants filed for bankruptcy protection from its creditors in Tokyo under Japan's civil rehabilitation law. 
The company owes an estimated 560 million yen, that's about 5.5 million dollars, to 56 creditors. Observers spotted a sign of trouble at the start of the year when Hooters Fukuoka branch closed down, and analysts say sales for all of Hooters branches in Japan have sagged in recent years. Perhaps Japan prefers the pop-up, or the limited-time model for its overtly sexy dining establishments, and Hooters hasn't been getting the sort of repeat business it does in other countries. It could also be that while Japan's countless hostess bars prove there's a robust market for alcohol and snacks being served by young women in revealing outfits, Japanese customers prefer a quieter, more intimate atmosphere to the boisterous vibe at a Hooters restaurant. Hooters Japan has promised that all six current locations, four in Tokyo and one each in Osaka and Nagoya, will remain in operation for the time being. Well, Japan Today readers are not surprised. Papi Giulio recalls, visited the one in Osaka once when it just opened. Long lines, food was terrible, lately the place looked deserted. Why go to Hooters when for a little bit more money, you can just go to the Opai pub? All right, Papi Giulio. By the way, Opai is the Japanese word for breasts. Jay Kapan says, never saw the appeal at home or here. Maybe not the Japanese bloke's cup of tea, but they certainly have their own better options if they want to ogle scantily clad girls. Yeah, just take a walk around any busy Japanese train station. You'll see ads for Japanese hostess bars all over the place. And TIJ asks, do Japanese people not know what the term hooters refers to? Yeah, they're owls, right? And that was a quick recap of the news from Japan this week for Friday, March 29th, 2019. We'll be back again next week. Thanks to the Japan Today editors for curating this week's stories. And thanks to you, all of our listeners out there, for continuing to tune in. You can find links to all the news mentioned in this podcast in the show notes. And since the news from Japan never stops, you can, and you should, visit the Japan Today website at any time at japantoday.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at at JapanToday for all the breaking stories, or check us out on Instagram at JapantodayNews. Help us out by sharing the JTW podcast with others who are interested in Japan's current events, and we'd really love it if you could leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks a lot. From the Japan Today newsroom at G Plus Media in Tokyo, I'm Jeff Richards, and join us again next week with a quick recap of Japan's biggest and smallest stories. Sayonara, folks. Sayonara, folks.